welcome to another episode of In the Life of Sean Powers. He keeps you entertained on the morning show on My1043 in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. But what is he like after the show? Well, here you go. I know I've been quiet for a little bit, but that's all right because I needed to rest my eyeballs and rest my eardrums and come on back and sound fresh here for the season number two of In the Life of Sean Powers. And welcome to 2023. I've got uh, my buddy Jim Snyder with me. Oh, geez. Yeah, we're going to start 2023 with this cat. Anyways, Jim's joining us from Brantford, Sanford, uh, Hamilton, uh, Sarnia. I don't know, somewhere in Canada. Where are you at, Jim? I'm actually in Brantford, in, uh, which is near, which is actually near Hamilton, which is not quite as close to Sarnia, which is a little bit uh, closer to Toronto, which is, oh, never mind. You're further from Detroit than I am, or you're closer to Detroit than I am, but you're farther from Toledo than I am, but you're closer to, anyways, you're, you're, we're, we're together. We're together in a room, which is called technology. Anyways, hey, man, welcome to 2023. How was, uh, I haven't talked to you in a while. How are things been going for you and your wifey up there in Canada, eh? In in Canada, eh? No, things have been fine. Um, it's it's been um, you know it's it was a nice holiday. We we did a little traveling. Went to Mexico for for a week <laughs> so over New Year's. So, and, minute, so you bypass the United States altogether. Don't come see Sean yeah, Zilla. You go to nope. you go to Mexico. You leave your own country and you go to you even leave the United States. You go to Mexico. Uh, how was it in Mexico? What'd you guys do down there? Oh, we went down to, uh, to a place just north of Cancun for about a week and. Uh, you know, just hung out, got some sun, hung out by the pool, uh, watched the uh, watched the Michigan football game in Spanish because they didn't have the English feed, which kind of stunk. But what we ended up doing, you'll like this. I found the I found the feed on the radio on the internet, you know, uh, online. So there was a bit of a delay, but. The play-by-play was actually synced up with the instant replay. So how about that? Oh, but you know what, though? It wasn't any better in English, I'll tell you what. TCU wanted us. I know. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> the results were worse. So uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I, we went home to Toledo. And, uh, we couldn't get out of Michigan uh, until Christmas Day because the weather here was bad and the roads were iced out. And uh, Yeah, but anyways, uh, yeah, we, it was a great holiday. We spent a couple days down in Toledo and, um, you know, came back. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was a good New Year and uh, hung out with some friends so um my wife has actually taken down the christmas tree as we speak today as of january the 19th so it's very sad there because i need the light i like the light but yeah we're back into 2023 we're starting off in a, in a fresh tone lots of stuff happening here in mount pleasant michigan and in the middle part of michigan where this broadcast is originating from and jim snyder also does a podcast why don't you give yourself a free plug what you know why don't you do that i'll do the three prong prong one the one that has the ground in it um the jim snyder podcast available anywhere where podcasts are not sold because it's free and 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 of course this will appear on my podcast because i'm lazy and i'm cheap so you know well (laughs) you you, you make the most of it you make the most of it and it's like when we were on before so uh yeah that's that's the thing that i'm uh, doing that and i guess i can talk about this a little bit i'm going to be launching an internet-based radio station here Sometime soon. I, I can't give you an exact date. Reason being, I don't know exactly when, because a bunch of stuff has to happen. So for those of you radio geeks out there, you know it's involved in putting together a radio station. And since I am the uh, station manager, program director, engineer, webmaster, production director, creative services director, disc jockey, janitor, and everything else in between, it's going to take a little time. So you want to steal my listeners from Mount Pleasant is what you're saying and open up your own radio station. 
Pretty much. Cool. Take them. Take them. <laughs> I, I only have three people that listen to this podcast, so I might as well take them too. Um, now that's exciting for you though, because you're going to launch and you're going to launch from the, the the ground on up, and you're going to you know take some cash and you're going to invest into it. That's cool, man. So what kind of music are you going to do? What 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 kind of format are you going to have? Well, it's going to be classic hits. Um, it's all it's essentially going to be the kind of radio station I've always wanted to work at, and it's it's not necessarily going to be oh he's just going to play the music he likes. No. Uh, I'm not, I mean, there is going to be music that I am not going to enjoy playing, but I'm going to treat it as you would if you're working at a real radio station. There's going to be stuff I like. There's going to be stuff I don't like. And, yeah, it's it's essentially just the kind of place I've always wanted to work, and I'm going to set it up in a way that I always wished I could because there was one thing that obviously you've got to do that I never had a chance to do, just how things kind of worked out was I never was given the keys to the radio station where the owner or the general manager or whoever would say, okay, here's the format we're going to have. Here's the radio station. Here's your budget. Go make it work. Right. I never had a, chance to, had a chance to do that. So I'm going to do that. And it's one of those things that my wife and I can enjoy listening to. And if anybody else wants to listen, that's great. And I'm, I'm not trying to sell myself short but I'll be brutally honest with everybody because it, it is what it is. If I get 50 people listening, I will be absolutely thrilled. That'll be cool. That'll be cool. So what kind of music are you going to do? Like old school it, or? Well, it's going to be classic. It's going to be classic hits, uh, probably seventies and eighties centered, but you know, you'll, we'll have the sixties bit of the fifties, nineties, and a little bit beyond. If it's something that sounds old, say like a Bruno Mars tune or something like that into the two thousands. But, I want to do it in a way where it's fun, where you can get on and do a show where you can have fun. You can drop in a drop. You can have, you know, just, just be yourself and, and get a little goofy or whatever and not have to worry about management calling you going, you can't do that. You can't say that. Why not? Well, you're not going to so, take away from my audience. I'll tell you that because <laughs> my 104.3, well, but here's the thing, because we're locally based and we, you know, you know, we play a lot of the same stuff, but uh, our cool thing about uh, being here in Mount Pleasant is we service our local area. And that's something you won't be able to do. I mean, for here, but you can do that in Canada. You can, you know, you can service your local area in Branford there, you know, well, and you I can, could, you know, you could, I, I you could, definitely could. I could, but I, but honestly, Honestly, this is going to be something for practice. You, you can listen anywhere and feel like you're included. And I've thought about this. Like, do I just want to be a Brantford radio station? You know, just, you know, make no secret that we're in Brantford. Uh, and I thought about it. And I was like, no, I want this to be something where any, you know, it, it's just a station. And you know what? Maybe what I'll do and see what you think of this being the radio do that you are. Sure. Um, Take hey you want you want the you want the weather forecast for your local area let me know and I could do the weather for your local area you know temperatures and the whole nine yards and um, you know like even like how we used to do in Charleston when we were you know uh, worked together in Charleston and would give the you know the local tide information you know seventy one downtown seventy eight of the beaches here at you know uh, we could you know that kind of thing but uh, you know, I thought about doing what do you think about that you know. Request your weather. 
Request your weather. Well, here's the thing, because you can't be any wronger than the weather people are, so Pretty might much. as well make it up. <laughs> That's what most people do. Well, good luck to you on that, that you know, on that venture then, and uh, you know, keep us uh, keep us informed on how that goes, and you know, when the time is right, you know, you can launch into that, and uh, you know, when it when it happens, uh, you know, uh, we can uh, we can spread the word for you for sure. But you're not going to take never, my listeners away. No, and you never know, Sean. You might even I might even let you pop in on this thing and do an air shift. Oh well, I don't know about that. You got to pay me. You got to pay me. You know, I, I heard you got big bucks now. You you yeah, won. I'll pay you won. Now, do you did you you weren't part of that uh, that uh, lottery club or that that one ticket that was sold in Maine for the Mega Millions? Now, were you for for a billion dollars or whatever? No, yeah. I, unfortunately not. I I wouldn't be taking your call right now if that were the case because <laughs> I would be, I would be on a plane to Aruba or something like that. He'd be like Sean Powers. Who's that? I, I no, I don't know that guy. Uh, and by the way, no, and nobody won the Powerball the other day. Uh, last night or the other night or whatever for 439 million that rolls over into saturday but um you know i was i wanted to talk to you a little bit too let's let's go nostalgic for a minute because we really don't have a we don't have a purpose for this podcast today this is just talking about nothing and everything at once that's what we're going to name this one some, um, some of the best some of the best tv shows are about nothing they really are nothing i mean happens. Yeah. you know and the sitcoms from back in the day you know the you know the what one thing that that really gets me and people go how do they solve the problems in a half hour well they don't they solve the problems the sitcoms they they have a problem and they solve it within 22 minutes because you have to leave eight minutes for commercials right and i mean that's that's, much, that's, yeah. that's that's a half hour sitcoms that are out there and then there's the hour-long sitcoms that they solve them in like 48 minutes or whatever um because they got to leave room for the network breaks and all that but 22 minutes for sitcoms to, to, to solve their problems but the best sitcoms from the 60s and 70s and let's start with that real quick jim uh what are some of the best that come to mind just off the top of your cuff um, as far as just off, just really quickly off the top of my head, from the '60s, I can I can think of a couple that come off the top of my head. I can think of the Munsters, which I always thought was was brilliant writing with with uh, Fred Gwynn and, and Al Lewis, and and the stuff that they did. Um, Mr. Ed, which I always oh thought God. was was with Alan Young. Holler, but don't hit Wilbur. I lo- um, my, my, now, my favorite part of that, uh, my favorite episode is that is when he's up on water skis. How the yes. hell do you get a horse up on water skis? Is I beyond me, man. I don't. I don't know. I. I, I really. I really don't know. Um, yeah. And my the other one was was when he is playing golf, and yeah. he's like five hundred yard par, a uh, five hundred yard. Um, uh, what is it? You know, five hundred yards. Hmm. Short one. <laughs> you know, five thousand yards or whatever it was, and he just you know just cranks the ball, um, and it goes forever. You know when they join the country club, um, yeah. But you know, actually, one of my favorite, not so much sitcoms from the from the sixties, and I found it. Um, you know, in recent years, obviously, I was a little too young to remember when it was on. Obviously, same with the Monsters and Mister Ed was Dragnet. Oh, that was Always a good liked, show. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was very good. Um, let's see. As far as sitcoms from the seventies, obviously Happy Days was probably my one of my favorites. Odd Couple was one of my favorites. Um, as a little kid, I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna ruin my man card for this one. I like the Partridge Family. I used to like the Partridge Family. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! And what was there? Was, was it Susan sick, Susan Sean, Day? Was Susan sick. Day, man. Susan Day I was, was hot. Yeah, Susan Day was hot. I, I was six. You know, you know, six, seven years old. Um, obviously, Brady Bunch was one that we watched. Um, All in the Family was was good. Mash, 
um, was, was, was another one that was comes off the top of my head. And as far as drama, uh, Emergency was another one that I loved watching. Oh, man. Okay, so let me, let me go back to the 60s for a minute because I'm going to give you a couple picks from the 60s that I really, really, you know, and again, I wasn't alive in the 60s. You were. You were born in the mid-60s. So you were, you know, you're just maybe just a, maybe uh, 10 years older than I am or whatever. But uh, yep. 60s, you know, and I watch these in reruns all the time, Gilligan's Island. And I, the reason I bring up Gilligan's Island is because watching it in reruns and stuff, these guys could, they could, they can configure anything. The professor can make anything out of anything, but they couldn't fix a freaking hole in a boat to get off the damn island. And Pretty that, much. that always that always bothered me about that show. That always yes, they did. Can, they can give Ginger a screen test, but they can't fix the boat and go home. Yeah, and I was like, okay, okay. So this show was like super dumb because they could never figure that out. Uh, another show from the 60s uh, was, uh, and I don't know if this was 50s or 60s, but was it Donna Reed? Was that or no? Leave it to Beaver. Leave it to Beaver was one. Was leave that it to 50s? Beaver was late. Was late fifties. Okay, okay, and I, you know, every time I watched that show, I just wanted to beat Beaver up. I just wanted to beat Theodore Cleaver up. I was like, "You are the dumbest fool on this planet, dude," because you always well, fell for everything that everybody. I just like, man, you are the dumbest simpleton on this planet. Well, gee, Wally. Yeah, yeah, you believed everything that anybody ever told you. Now, going into the 70s, I definitely I have to agree with you. One of the best was All in the Family. That is one that I would sit there and watch all the time if I could. And again, I wasn't born until 74, but I always saw it in reruns. And another one of my favorites was All, and it still is to this day, and my wife got me the box set a few years ago for Christmas, and I sat and watched every episode, was Sanford and Son. Oh, yeah. The writing on that was 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 very good. Red Fox could was the only person that could pull that stuff off, and today, you, there is no way you could show that on on regular TV, maybe except for like Me TV or Antenna TV or you know whatever these um, classic TV channels are. But you, it's it's amazing what they considered to be um, like, you know, inappropriate is so um, I guess it's so nonchalant anymore. But on the other side of it is, everything is so politically correct, there are some things you just cannot say anymore. Yeah, you can't do it anymore at all. And that led, led into like the other Norman Lear shows. By the way, the guy, Norman Lear is still alive. He's 100 years old. I mean, Good Times, you know, was another show that yep. was really, really good. And uh, remember what, what's happening with Big Shirley? Yes. Oh, you know? absolutely. What's, what's happening was... And that, was, that was, was that the show where they had the Doobie Brothers did a guest appearance? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they came on, and um, and don't ask me why I remember this little bit about this episode. Was they worked at the you know they, they she worked at the diner, and somehow the guy came up with a meatloaf milkshake, and 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 and, 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 the, and one of the characters was like yeah you got to try this okay and obviously it was a chocolate milkshake, you know and you know trying to you know make it look like that it's a meatloaf milkshake and he takes a sip and he goes needs more gravy. No, oh. oh. <laughs> I don't remember that episode, but I would have thrown up at that point, man. So, oh my gosh! And then of course, uh, you know, then you had, uh, you know, and it, it wasn't a sitcom, but uh, I remember the earliest TV for me was like three, four years old, watching, uh, you know, as obviously the kids show Sesame Street and stuff like that. But Solid Gold yep. always stuck out to me because my mom and dad would always go out on Saturday nights to the babysitter would always put on Solid Gold with Marilyn McCoo and uh, Billy. Was it Billy Davis Jr.? I don't, I, yeah, I don't know if she. Well, they, you know, they were obviously paired up as the fifth dimension or a part of the fifth dimension, right? Yeah, I think they, I think they, they got back together 
um, to, to do that show. And then was it Dion Warwick did that for a while? Okay, all right, all right. And then, and then, um, and then, and then, then the, there was Star. Then there was Star Search with Ed McMahon. I was just going to say that. I'll give you four and a half stars. <laughs> and that show never I mean, watched it. Looking back at that show, though, watching it nowadays, I'm like, that was so lame and cheesy. But it led into like you know American Idol and all that. You know the new generation. And then uh, let's cruise into the '80s, though. What are some of the greatest sitcoms of the '80s? Because you and I '80s together, man. I mean, that was my era too, uh, big time. What What are some of the What are some of the shows of the '80s that the sitcoms of the '80s that really really did it for you the one and i would have to say hands down was cheers yeah absolutely with with with, with there's nothing else i mean we watched it, 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 the other one that i that i i liked from the 80s was and it's a shame as far as what happened was the cosby show Mm-hmm. And, and you know what we found about him later on, but that was a well-written show. Family Ties was a well-written show. NBC Thursday Night was a good night because you had because you had Cosby, you had Family Ties, you had Cheers, you had Night Court, and then you had Hill Street Blues. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a great lineup on uh, on uh, on Thursday nights. And you know, I, I was just going to say, Family Ties is one of my staples, especially the episode where Alex met his girl, his his girlfriend Tracy Pollock, who ended up playing Ellen on the show, and then they ended up getting married, and they're still together. And they met on the set. You know, that's that was like true romance there. But I grew up on Family Ties. You know, I grew up on the Keaton family and and Mallory. Everybody had a crush on her, and you know, I mean, just you know that that was the staple of childhood back in the day. My, my- my favorite, my favorite, I guess, running gag with Alex was when they would say, uh, uh, Miss, you know, like, Mr. Keaton, can you show us your resume? Sure. And, they, and he'd put like a phone book size thing on the desk. Funk. Yeah, 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 there, yeah. there it is. Yeah. Mr. Little Republicans <laughs> he was, Club. And... He, was an over, he was an overachiever on steroids. And, and then, you, of course, you got to back it up to the late 70s where you still had, you know, different strokes bleeding into the 80s. You had, remember the show Silver Spoons and Facts of Life and... Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember those, but I never really watched them. I never, I never really got into those that much. Um, there was a, I guess, a period where I just, I don't know, I kind of didn't watch as much um, TV at night. I don't know if it was I was doing homework or, you know, because you know when you get into high school, you start doing homework at night, and and um, I don't know. I don't remember late seventies, early eighties. And, you know, there was it, it kind of became hit and miss for me as far as, you know, checking out checking out TV. And, of course, you know, you talk about one of the seven uh, shows that kind of bled over a bit into the 80s was Mork and Mindy. Which oh, Nanu Nanu. I, I, found, I found some of those on, on YouTube, and you think about how well written those were. And if I may, a real quick story. A, a, a guy that you and I both know, Jeff Lamb, of 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 WYOT and WXKR fame, yeah. him and his brother Bill snuck out onto the Paramount lot back in the day, back when you could get away with this stuff, and they snuck onto the set of Mork and Mindy, and they watched them rehearse a show, and they got a hold of one of the scripts, and Robin Williams did not follow one word on that script; he was improving the entire time, and they let him do it. Just to show you how just ingenious, a genius and clever this guy was. Oh wow! Okay, all right. Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, I knew he was ingenious, and I knew he, you know, he ad libbed quite a bit. But I didn't know he did. He never. He didn't follow the script one time on that script. I guess on that day he didn't. <clears throat> 
That's and they, interesting. And they saw him, and they went up to him after the show or beforehand, and they said, "Hey, can you give a little hi? This is Rob Williams." And he was really nice. He says, "No, I'm really sorry, I can't." And obviously, he couldn't because he had a deal with an agent, and I'm sure anything that he did had to go through his agent, had to go through his people. You know, it was just part of the contract. Yeah. But but they said he couldn't have been more. He was a nice guy. He was really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, but that that's this kind of neat when you can get away. It was like Jonathan Harris on Lost in Space, where he basically rewrote all of his dialogue. You know, they'd say, you know, what are we going to do? And he's like, no, 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 we're going to do it this way. And and one of a few people in television, of course, you know, Lost in Space back in the '60s, where you could get away with stuff like that. And, and and have carte blanche to rewrite your own dialogue. I mean, nobody does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't do that nowadays. That's for sure. They'll just they'll set you off the set like they did Roseanne. You know, um, you know they launched her from her show. They're, obviously, that was for political reasons. Uh, do you remember the show Give Me a Break too? That was another one of my formative years. Um, and I remember when the chief died. My mom said I cried and cried and cried. And um, and then you know you go into the later eighties too. Then you had uh, you know shows like Who's the Boss? Um, and then uh, and then uh, there was a show called The Hogan Family, The Valerie's Family. Um, and then you get into the nineties with like Blossom, and then uh, another great show too was The Wonder Years. And a lot of people don't like that show. Um, they, you know, well, they were like that was, was so stupid, and it's like no, it, it was wasn't. so unique. It was so unique. I didn't really watch it, but. I, you know, as far as religiously, but it was, it really, it spoke to a lot of people. It connected with a lot of people. And um, it, it's just one of those shows that comes along every so often, and it's well-written. It's kind of like if you jump, you jump forward to even just a few years ago, was Big Bang Theory. You look at the people that have been on that show, the people that they, that made stars on, on that show. They, they be, you know, they, they became famous on that show. And then the cavalcade of guest stars that would come through on that show. And it was all very well written. Yeah. And I appreciate, I appreciate shows like that. One of my favorite shows of recent years was Person of Interest, which crime drama show. You've never and seen Sarah that one. Got, Sarah got me hooked on one. Well, it's basically, it's like a... a, a try to say that you know explain the plot real quick basically there is this guy who develops a machine for the government that can observe everybody it's it's for you know security purposes and it 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 and it and he kind of becomes a renegade because the government doesn't want to doesn't want to use the machine and he's got it and then there's of course an underclass a a secret society that has their own machine and it it, it takes place over a couple of seasons and if you if you get a chance, I'm sure you can probably find it on on Netflix or something like that. And I bought the whole box set for Sarah because I wasn't watching it at first. I'd be sitting in the other room, and all of a sudden she would go like, "No!" I'm like, "What are you watching?" And she's like, "She's like, oh, so and so just got kidnapped, and they're going to get and they get taken it off to jail. It's going to happen." It's like, what, "What? What are you watching?" So I got sucked into this. It was like 24. Yeah, it was the same kind of premise, which was another great, um, great. Um, thing and of course my favorite Jack Bauer standing Jack Bauer line is you don't understand yeah yeah I mean, you don't he said that it. every episode 
You said that every episode. Uh, you know, and, and this is, you know, we're kind of getting off the rails because we really don't have anything to talk about. We just started talking about sitcoms and it just led into, you know, like other TV shows and stuff like that. Another great show of the 80s was, and this wasn't even a, this was, this is more sci-fi, but Quantum Leap. I loved Quantum Leap. Oh my I gosh, one of my favorites. such a great show. Yeah, oh, I just thought, what a premise. And it's like, well, you know, because when you watch some of these shows and you think, well, how are they going to end this? Well, all they have to do is just bring them home. Yeah, yeah, or, t- or t- just leap them into another body and do something else. And then another show, uh, and a lot of people are going to go, oh my gosh, I remember that one. And we watched this one every Wednesday night religiously was Highway to Heaven. And <laughs> You know, I, I, I recently ran across a couple episodes on, uh, uh, on YouTube, and I found the pilot episode. You know, as far as how, how the, the origin episode and, and what it's all about. And you think about the chemistry that Michael Landon and uh, oh, what's the guy? Uh, Victor who, French. Vic, Victor French. The, 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 the chemistry that they had on Little House and then they took it to Highway to Heaven. And a lot of the people, if you watch that show, that first pilot, there was a lot of people that were on the Little House on the Prairie cast that showed up on that first episode. Um I'm just terrible at remembering names, but you'll you'll recognize them when you see them. But no, Highway to Heaven was a good one. You know, as goofy and as can you know not campy, but as 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 sweet and sugary as it was. Little House was a good one. Another one that I liked from the late '70s, and I don't know why I was gravitated to this because I think I liked the idea of the plot line was the Incredible Hulk. Oh, it's a, a Ferrigno, yeah. With, with with Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno. And and just and because they created, I always thought the character of the Hulk was kind of cool, but they didn't make it like a comic book. They they took it and they made it as adult as they possibly could. And and and, and uh, the um, the creators, um, the name escapes me of the the executive producer said, I want to get this as far away from the comic book as I can. And Stan Lee had no problem with it. The only thing that Stan Lee stuck with was he says the character has to be green they didn't want to make him green at first because of just makeup it's like well he's angry he's red and it stands like nope it's got to be green it's got to be green but the, but the whole process of of this character and they called him rather than bruce banner from the comic book david banner of just how he kind of fell into this thing and you be and you find out what a complex character bill bixby played you know what David Banner was like as a human being, and and just kind of searching for an answer to his problem and trying to get cured, and helping these people out along the way. And ultimately, they they did it into a a couple of TV movies. Like they did three TV movies after the series was over, and then um, they you know, obviously they did one final movie uh, with him, Death of the Incredible Hulk, which. Yeah, yeah. You, you spoiled it for me, Jim. Now I can never I watch know. it now. Damn, 40 years That's later. Right. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Way to ruin it for me. Just like, uh, remember the show, uh, uh, another one, Miami Vice. Uh, TJ Hooker, our babysitter, used to watch that. Didn't like that one. But St. Elsewhere. St. Elsewhere, I remember watching the pilot episode. And I just It just didn't click with me. But one other one that I liked, and we saw, we found these on um, I don't know where we found them on one of the one of the apps here, TV apps here in Canada. We found some of the old Magnum PI shows. Oh yeah, and, Tom Selleck. And the seat, the scenery was just like incredible. They did a great job at restoring these things. 
And I'm thinking, wow, Hawaii looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and I've and I've been to Hawaii, and and it really is a very colorful, beautiful place to go. If you ever get a chance, you got to go. But no, I'm watching this, and I'm thinking this was a well done. It was a well done uh, show. Charlie's Angels was another one that was that that's held up pretty well. Um, my folks always watched Murder She Wrote. I didn't. No, no, no. That's just, that's like Dynasty in Dallas and all those other yeah. cheesy ones but, that my grandma used to watch another, back in the day. But an, yeah, but another one that I liked that I actually found they were showing it on reruns on on Channel Eleven out of Toledo Sunday nights after the news. They were showing uh, Doctor John M.D., which was basically a a sequel to where John McIntyre, who was the character on MASH, who was the first doctor that was kind of paired up with Hawkeye, of him coming back to the States and years later working in a hospital, and he would always make references, the character would always make references to Hawkeye. It was a good show. It wasn't overly exciting, but just having that MASH connection was just, I thought it was always kind of cool. And the really cool thing about MASH, too, Jamie Farr was from Toledo, and that's our home. Right. Jim and I are both from Toledo, Ohio, and they'd always make references uh, in MASH. Jamie Farr would always make references to Tony Pacos. Right, and there was, you know, there is a Tony Pacos, and I would tell people this, that there is a Tony Pacos. You 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 know, it's there. You can, actually, there's a few there's of them. There's a ton of them in Toledo now, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, because because people would talk about Mash, and they'd say, "Oh, that's that." They got that guy from Toledo, and I'd say, "Yeah." And they, and somebody asked me, "Is there really a place called Tony Pacos?" I said, "Absolutely, there is. Right. Been there many times." Oh, yeah. Hungarian food at its finest, and then uh, Trapper John MG was another one I wanted to bring up because my that, mom and dad used that to watch the, that. That was the one that I was referring to on Sunday nights. Trapper John MD. Yeah, that you was know, be, that was at it, ten o'clock every Sunday night. I remember that one. Oh, it's ten o'clock. You're right. It was ten o'clock. Ten o'clock I, p.m. I, I, everybody. <laughs> everybody, yeah, watch that because I always thought it was kind of neat to, you know, because I remember Mash and it's just like, and he would always would say when you know one of his buddies or whatever. Well, Hawkeye always used to say. Yeah, Hawkeye always and, used to say that was uh, Robert. Uh, what was his name? Pernell Roberts. Yeah. The actor. Why do you remember all these names? Pernell Roberts, and then uh, okay, I want we we got to get moving here. Dude. But there's and we could get into the '90s and we could go into the 2000s. But one had Nicole Eggert in it. Do you remember Charles in Charge? Yeah, and I didn't like it. What? Okay, all I right, didn't all right. Like we're, it. we're gonna have some beef here real quick. Let's continue this. <laughs> what, what is your problem with? I want to hear your problem with Charles in Charge. Why did you not like that show? It just didn't click with me. Oh, you're too old. I mean, you I, were too old. You were too old, and, and you were you you were too proud for it, right? Pretty much, yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it had it Willie Ames click. in it. You did not like Willie Ames. Just just face it. Okay, whatever. Hey, sure, why not? <laughs> Charles, I'll go on. <laughs> <laughs> and of course we can't. And of course we can't forget about the Simpsons. We can't forget about King of the Hill. Yeah, you know, and and and, and those. I mean, and then of course Family Guy came along later on. And honestly, I never would have thought that that show would have lasted as long as it. Is it actually still in first run? It's still going, I'm, baby. It's still going. Because to tell you how much TV I watch these days, I really don't. And I don't know. It's just. It's just me. I'm old, I guess. I don't know. Um, Sarah watches a lot of stuff on On Demand, like a lot of stuff from Food Network and all that stuff. And, of and, course, and of uh, course, a couple more shows I want to hit on real quick, Jim. Yeah, 
Elf, yeah. Elf, Saved by the Bell, Growing huh, Pains. I kill me. Yep, I elf. kill me. Huh. And I tell you yeah. what, that little guy got away with so much back in the day. Well, then again, if I were stuffed in a three-foot costume, too, I would definitely be saying a lot of stuff that I wouldn't be able to say oh. if it was just really me. Um, Absolutely. Loved Elf. Loved Elf. Elf, Elf, Elf had that had that spark about him. Growing pains, and then my favorite, and I watch the show all the time. Married with children, <laughs> the which most, was brilliant. The most the first. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, the the first two seasons especially were were my were were favorites of mine. My favorite episode was when they went on. I love thee dearly. Which one was that? When what they, was that about? That it was when it was like. Um, Alan Pegg and Marcy and Steve go on this game show, and what would you do to show how much you love your husband? Oh, and it, it, was that the one where um, where where Alan Peggy were actually playing the role of Marcy and Steve? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. And it's just like um, I, it's like uh, my favorite line from that show was um, was like, you know, Al says to to the game show host. Well, I didn't get to kiss the lovely Zelda. And then the guy looks at him and says, well, then you don't have to go to the clinic for a shot. (laughs) (laughs) The most crude show out there. And you know why they were able to get away with all that stuff? Because Fox Network was trying to put themselves on the map. That's why. And they, and they, and they did. And, and that was the, it was the shock value because at that point, you know, you shock jocks were really popular guys like Howard Stern, the grease man and other, others like them in radio were very popular because it's like you're going to tune in to see what they do next or in that case here or in married with children what you know what is um oh golly and i'm drawing a blank on the guy's name and i should know this uh who played al um, oh wait it was uh, um uh, ed o'neill ed o'neill yeah who went on to play joe friday and the they revived the series dragnet which i thought was good you know, you talk about, you know, the original series, and then when he, you know, when, when Ed O'Neill redid Dragnet, I thought he did a great job with that one. But um, do you remember on Married with Children when, oh, what's his name, who played Reuben Kincaid and and, and Danny Bonaducci made a little cameo appearance on Married with Children? I, vaguely, I quick, vaguely remember yeah. that episode, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a, that was another well well-written show. And you just wondered how far they were gonna they're gonna push the envelope with that. Oh, well, they push it pretty damn hard. So uh, there you go. So we're reminiscing here a little bit, and yeah, dude, we've gone a lot longer than what I wanted to. But you know what? That's all right because you know it's a podcast, and we can do whatever the heck we want. So there you go, everybody. That's right. And that's right, everybody. But anyways, Jim, it's been great talking to you, and not reversing the charges when you called, making me pay for it. So definitely yeah, no appreciate problem. that. Well, you're the one with all the big bucks right now because uh, you're getting ready to launch your radio station. So, uh, well, I we... don't have I don't have the big bucks because I've spent them all. <laughs> well, and, and and again, thank you for not reversing the charges calling from Canada. We appreciate that. Well, uh, uh, yeah, it is in it is in Canadian dollars, so you know what you will. You know, you'll have to send some back bacon to you know to make up the difference or something like that. Well, you know, we got a lot of pigs here. You know, this is a big agricultural area here in Mid Michigan. We'll take care of you. You know, we'll definitely take care of you, Jim. But uh, anyways, thanks for uh, checking in with us here on this podcast. And we're going to go for now. But you know, another episode is coming down the pike, and we're going to have you here again. We're going to talk. We're going to continue this because we got '90s, we got 2000s, we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. See, a podcast when we come on and say we have nothing to talk about, uh, we didn't talk about really much anything in 35 minutes but that's okay 
<laughs> we may talk about radio again. You never know. Yeah, radio, <laughs> where, where it's at, where it's going. And, uh, you know, radio is boring, though. Nobody wants to talk about radio, I'm, do they? I'm actually, yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm actually going to be doing a podcast here soon. We haven't been able to, to get everybody together, but I'm bringing on a couple of guys um, who one's worked in radio, another one who has been, uh, I guess you would call him an enthusiast, but who is a student of the business, especially here in Canada, we're going to talk about uh, Top 40 Radio, how it, you know, as far as what's going, what it was like here in Canada, and, you know, Canadian content and all that. And it will obviously, it will cover all the stuff in the U.S. with some of the big stations and talking about that. So it, 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 we, we will do a Radio Geek podcast, and you and I will have to do something like that at some point. Just don't bring Ryan Seacrest on, because that guy is overplayed. Anyways, I'm, I'm not a big fan of his. <laughs> Not a big fan of Ryan Seacraps, but anyways, Jim Snyder, Canada, radio DJ, legendary man, and uh, of course, you know, him and I are both from Toledo, Ohio. Thanks again for taking the time and again, not reversing the charges. In the life of Sean, we're going to pick up with another podcast here very soon. Thanks for listening, and we appreciate it. Have a great one, everybody. Until we meet again, happy trails. I know that's cheesy, but you know, Jim, you're picking up the tab this time, so I'm just going to keep rambling. <laughs> keep doing it. Why not? We love you, man. Take care of yourself and each other, and we'll talk to you guys very soon. My best to the family. Thank you for listening to In the Life of Sean Powers weekly podcast. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, our affiliates, or My1043 and Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.